on the cover. Gray, Drew, and Eden are trapped in a tiny elevator, squished together. Drew stands in the center, smiling awkwardly, while Eden and Gray scowl and elbow each other. Behind them, an ominous glowing fungus trails down the wall, and a security camera's light blinks red. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents Part 3 of the Halloween Special, Forced Proximity Mines. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. So there's like a top-down view. Killian and his security guys are next to the pool. Drew and Eden are sort of like next to them. Becky is next to Drew in her Moonflower costume. Gray and Swift are sort of off to the side, all passed out on this deck as a shadow, a long shadow casts over them of a person in a pirate hat. We're going to turn the page and we've got that editor's note that says, now we get a repeat of that last panel from this time period uh, where the door, where this a secret door that was in a bookshelf clicks open. The spikes on the ceiling have stopped. Drew's up there. Eden and Gray are at the piano. I don't know if Gray stopped playing the piano. If he didn't, he's still playing Swan Lake. There was um, a beautiful pain of whatever stance drew finished his sword excursion with and as he strikes his final pose the final note plays and holds it's beautiful and then over the top of that is an oh i did it um coming from within the door and then like the door kind of like swings all the way open uh and becky m runs out uh She's like, oh my god, you guys are here too. Uh, and from behind her, Diego comes in, looking a little bit afraid. His eyes kind of like widen a little bit when he sees you all, and he looks kind of like at Gray a little bit like, con- like a little bit concerned. He's like, okay, sh- so like, I guess Gray's not coming to save us. That's what his like internal thought bubble is. <laughs> and then from behind him. Killian, who is like rolling oh, his eyes as Becky kind of like oh, okay. in and is like, oh my god, like that was so cool. I I just had to like I was like pressing all these buttons and levers and stuff. And oh, did you guys solve your room as well? It looks like you made the the spikes stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. I feel like he truly believes it was him, though obviously it wasn't. Wow. Oh, did you did you have to play something on the piano? Ah, oh, that is so cool. She comes over and is like leaning against the piano, like looking at it. With an audience, Gray will just launch into another symphony. <laughs> but which one? Um, I mean I think it's Ride of the Valkyries seems the most dramatic for someone like go. paying yes. attention to him. Eden's going to look at him and say, Wagner, really? <laughs> well, I already gave you Beethoven. Variety is the spice of life. Tchaikovsky. <laughs> does Gray not, does Gray make that? That's very funny. Um, uh, Drew, what are you, are you going to, come out of the ceiling or are you going to stay up there or um 
Yeah, he's gonna, Drew's gonna kind of, like, walk to the edge of this, like, kind of hanging at an angle machinery, and just with, like, the, the laser katana over its shoulder, look down at it, them and say, like, oh, yeah, did you guys have to decrypt the the secret message in the the addresses on the letters, too? Uh, and Becky, Becky is kind of like, oh no, so ours was really different. We didn't have a piano or a, it, that room is like full of sand. It's really weird. But um, there was all of these like levers and stuff on the walls and there was all these fruits and we had to like figure out what the, uh, and as she's like talking about this, Killian is just like glaring at you holding that sword. And is just like, oh, so I guess this is just like, you know, sword room, I guess. Just like, just, just swing your sword around and you know that's what that's what fixes the escape room i guess sure even kind of nudges gray because he's the one who tried to cut the wall and apparently he's <laughs> the one in the room who believes that the swords just solve everything <laughs> it's like he because you nudge him he hits like a bum note and probably gets really mad at you <laughs> <laughs> uh and diego sort of like maybe the the most uh timid at this point he's sort of like staying towards the edge of the room, just kind of like looking around, unsure whether the countdown that's still counting down is a problem. I do think at some point Eden makes eye contact with Killian and just gives him this like, of course you're here look. Like she is so over <laughs> the situation. <laughs> I think Killian has just like like these weird red streaks of body paint that didn't completely wash off. Yeah, and his like um his like devil horns are gone, doesn't know where. Like he looks he looks like he's been like dragged through the water. Like he's not does not look like he's having a good time. Uh and as you sort of give him one of those looks, he I think he almost returns it, but in like a sadder way. His expression is more like uh can't believe like Eden is here to see this like my downfall, my <laughs> my failure, um kind of a look. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh so as Becky is uh telling you in great detail everything she did in the escape room, which doesn't sound like it actually should have worked, but She's very proud of herself, so good on you, Beckham. And as, as Gray hits, like, you know, just before the final note of the song that he's playing, all of you feel the ground beneath you disappear and fall. So you don't quite get to finish your song, Gray, I'm sorry. But you and Diego and Killian and Becky, who are all just kind of standing, fall. Eden, were you still sitting on the stool? Because you'll, yeah, fall into Gray probably. Mm. <laughs> I, I think she had stood up, but she was still close enough that she might have fallen on gray. Yeah, I think you all kind of land like almost in a heap. Like gray, the piano stool, Eden, and Drew kind of like all land on each other. And then like Drew feels like Killian's elbow in his side. Uh, the katana kind of like falls out of your hand. Um, Diego and Becky kind of like land tangled up on top of each other and um uh in like a big like oof uh and then you're in a like a dark 
space uh, that is echoing with the sounds of you falling and with the last note that Gray played on the piano, um, which is still up there. That part of the floor didn't fall. The piano is still safe. Um, and there is a, a laughter out of the darkness and then a slow uh, glow builds up. It's not lights. Um, there is something on the walls that is creating light, but it's not lights. It's almost like something that is plant-like is glowing as this person laughs. And you sort of like look around for the source of the voice and sitting behind like a bunch of computer screens slowly standing up. It's the woman who was on the screen who supposedly trapped you in this escape room. What are you going to do? When she starts laughing, Drew's going to lean over to Eden and be like, eh, that's never a good sign. Nope. Well, we passed um, the class, obviously. What do you want now? She walks around her desk and she is just f- like a full pirate, like really beautiful woman who has like totally embraced the pirate aesthetic. And she like puts her hands on her hips and she's like, mm, I'd say you're all C minuses at this point. Eden gasps. <laughs> like <audibly. laughs> You need to mark a condition. <laughs> Roll to take a powerful blow, yeah. please. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, let's see how you do with the practical exam. And um all right. Um <laughs> I apologize to Kyra profusely for that. Um so okay, as- I did the teeth, man. You you got this going on. <laughs> As she says that, the uh, the stuff that's glowing on the walls, uh, it starts to move. And you realize that it is uh, some kind of fungus, some kind of bioluminescent fungus coating these walls. Mm. And it starts to, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it apart from slither <laughs> across the floor towards you. Are they, have they gotten to their feet yet? You guys? Yeah, like uh, us. Yeah, I mean, up. you can you can be sort of standing up and, uh, uh, yeah, like getting your bearings. You didn't um, fall too. It was just just like a sudden okay. kind of a thing. Um. Well, here's the thing. Eden is afraid of exactly one thing, and it is fungus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, like being rejected by her peers. I guess she's afraid of two things. <laughs> and getting but, a bad grade. So uh, it's a, there's a lot of things working against it. She wasn't scared of getting a bad grade. She was just offended by it. <laughs> um, but I, I think she sees this fungus and she just like jumps on Drew's back to try and get away from it. <laughs> It's, oh my god, it's like she, Wet Cat Scramble Part 2. Yes. Yeah, she, she's like not, she's not doing great right now. She's entering like an actual panic mode, I think. Mm-hmm. What does Drew, how's, what's Drew's reaction to this? You've been jumped on. Um, s- surprised. Uh, 
Um, I I think he's like, yeah, surprised, but realizes that something like this is not the moonflower he knows, the calm and collected professional. Uh, so he's just not gonna mention it right now and try and focus on surviving. <laughs> That's very sweet of him. Just, this is fine. This is this is fine. Gray has decided this is a perfect time to reclaim his ill-begotten accessory <laughs> of the night. <laughs> the plasma blade is still activated and he is holding Excellent. it with improper form for the type of blade he is wielding. <laughs> But Killian it's a sword. is just like, Killian is just like, oh, you don't even. It's not a fencing sword. You, oh God, you're always like this. You wish you could be like this. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, are you guys going to do anything about the fungus, or are you going to let the fungus come at you? Is this coming at you? Oh, I mean, he is. Directly engaging the fungus. Sorry, I didn't include that. Part. Oh yeah, sweet. He, he's yeah, using cool. the the plasma blade to start. <laughs> I was like, sweet, you're posing. Uh, <laughs> I did yeah. pose. I did say things. Now engage. Yep. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So roll that plus danger. Boom. Six plus three plus two for a eleven total. Wow, I was about to do our team move. You don't even freaking need it. I mean, we um, can do the team move either way. <laughs> we'll resolve this first, then we'll do it. Um, awesome. So uh, eleven. That's a that's a bloody that's a bloody big hit. You get to pick two. Revi- uh, resist or avoid their blows. And <laughs> at this point. He is going to intend to impress surprise to frighten the opposition, okay. whether or yeah. not there's a more practical option. He he's yeah. in his moment. He saved the day. Like this is victory lap, you know. That's that's what's going to, echoing in his mind. He's going to make that fungus tremble in its boots. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone think, in attendance, uh, maybe too. Like his his ex is here. He's showing off. <laughs> absolutely so i think he um i i feel like you you don't even just like directly engage the fungus you directly engage the fungus that is like in front of everyone so that everyone can see that you're doing this um you sort of like swing out with your glowing plasma blade and hit it and it sort of starts like burning and shriveling and sing and uh Professor Pirate, she she sort of winces as if like that hurt her a little bit as well, but she doesn't. Not not a it's not a huge expression of pain, but she's like, oh, so maybe you have learned something. And uh, before I do anything else, we're gonna do our team move. Yeah. So you have all come together to take on a dangerous foe. The reason, just so that everyone knows, the reason I didn't do this when you were in the escape room is because you never actually all came together to work on the escape room. <laughs> I was going to give you a team to use there, but you were all just sort of like not working together. So I was like, well, never mind then. Um, <laughs> sweet. So who does, I mean, who does Gray think the leader is? I think we know. 
great obviously is taking care of everything when he's he's the yeah. leader anyone he, who thinks otherwise you know what have they been smoking he's surprisingly having a good night now based on how it started um so great thinks he's the leader eden who do you think is the leader mm, as you cling to drew's back <laughs> yeah um it's hard because Drew is the one literally supporting her at the moment. Yeah. Um, but Gray is the one who seems to be dealing damage against the, the fungus. So I think she might think Gray is the leader. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. That's going to be huge for Gray. Uh, Drew, who do you think is the leader? I mean, probably not Moonflower. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, Usually he would kind of defer to Moonflower in this kind of situation, but she seems um, a little uh, not engaged at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's dealing with that and Grey is leaping into action. So yeah, I think Grey. Wow, unanimously, Grey is the leader. That is very new for Grey. Grey, do you have influence over everyone? He's been the leader before. It's never been unanimous. He's his strongest <laughs> supporter. I have influence over Moonflower. I don't believe. I asked how to get influence over Shrike. I don't know if I did enough to gain it mm-hmm. in Dagger Diabolic. So it, it looks like so far from what I have marked down, only influence over Moonflower. Okay, cool. Uh, so I won't add that one. What is your purpose in the fight, Gray? Escape underwater mushroom dungeon that's eating's yep. purpose yep seems smart but drew is also concerned about the underwater mushroom dungeon mm-hmm. and would like to to no longer be there yeah but i think he's on board <laughs> sweet <laughs> so i have a team for that one uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh does yeah, anyone no. miss mistrust the leader or anyone on the team um i don't mistrust gray at all yeah as odd as it is this is eden and drew not shrike and moonflower (laughs) Mm -hmm. gray doesn't distrust them this is actually almost a cooperative relationship at this point whether he's taken more credit than deserved is completely outrageous and unfair. Um, and he won't address it. But um, in general, no, he doesn't mistrust these two. Wow. That's, I think wow. that's the first time that Gray hasn't mistrusted the team. It is. Aww. Guys, Aww. we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. And is the team ill-prepared or off-balance? Eden is. <laughs> um, Drew is a little off balance because he's carrying another person on his back, mm-hmm. unexpectedly. <laughs> they did also, you know, wake up in a underground submarine after. Being I mean, at a there party. is that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Gray is fencing with. Uh, I'm compensating for something katana. So. <laughs> Yes. It's at least off balance. There are multiple X's in the room, too, I want to point out. Yeah, there's a lot of X's. Uh, Becky's also there. Becky Becky is actually probably the most useful member of the MPC team right now, so... 
Becky's a wild card. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, cool. So I'm going to remove a team for that. So you're at three, but the leader can mark a condition to avoid moving that team if you would like. What were we at? We're at three, including the one that we start the session with. And I added one. So we're at uh, four. When I shared vulnerability or weakness with uh, Gray and said I would fight for his cause. While Gray's not necessarily opposed on the instance of taking lead, he thinks things are going well. So I don't think afraid, angry, guilty, or insecure match him right now. So no, he will not. (laughs) Four is a respectable amount of team, I feel. Oh yeah, we can play with that. We don't use it half the time anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's just for the clout to get to know who the leader is. Um, Really? Awesome. (laughs) So, uh, Gray has lashed out at some of this fungus and sort of like cleared a little bit away. Um, It's sort of slowed its advancement. It's um, more uh, cautious now, I think. It's sort of like regrouping. There's a lot of like... Mush, mushroomy fungusy stuff like writhing over itself like trying to like figure out how to yeah sorry Kyra trying to figure out how to approach this uh, this threat um what, what does anybody else want to do something Drew is observing the the plant creatures keeping an eye on them and their movements and how they are reacting to gray and also watching Professor Pirate and how her movements <laughs> relate to the the plant or the fungus tenderly movements and i would i would like to use my uh my soldier move before we get started Ooh. Um, what's that i don't think we've ever used that before i haven't i'm i'm stoked uh when you have time to closely observe your opposition before a fight roll plus savior on a 10 plus hold three on a seven and nine hold two on a miss i hold one but have to mark a condition and then during the fight, I can spend that hold to do a bunch of cool things like redirect attacks, cross distance to foes, stun people, um, awesome. ignore harm or escape stuff. Yeah. So uh, I will roll plus savior. Boom. No XP for Drew tonight. That is a good <laughs> 10. Uh, what the hell? One in a six plus three. So I get three hold during this fight. Holy shit. Let's uh, go. I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll throw you a bone because you were so successful. Um, as you're observing uh, Professor Pirate and this fungus and how it's moving together, uh, you do, I think, notice that the fungus itself, it seems to be coming from her. So um, because it's bioluminescent, it kind of like you can see that it trails like it's up on the walls and stuff, but it's all the origin point. All seems to be somewhere around where Professor Pirate is. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I'll let Eden go first. What are you? What are you doing, Eden? Are you just holding on, to Drew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Assessing the situation or just pure terror. Um, we will maybe say. Hmm. I'm trying to think how I want to play this. If it helps at all, uh, Becky M is um, reaching out a hand to give you a reassuring pat on the shoulder. (laughs) 
team player. Where to go, Becky? <laughs> she she is like this is obviously very very much getting to her. She is still Eden Holloway though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she will pull it together enough to kind of like look over Drew's head and and try and assess the situation. Yeah, so that's a nice. line. Awesome. I get two questions. Well, I think the the question on Eden's mind is what here can I use to obliterate the fungus? Yeah, for sure. I think Eden noticed how the kind of plasma sword seemed to really affect the fungus. Like it didn't just like push it back, like it it burned up some of it. Um, so I think you're kind of putting two and two together and being like, yeah, so like the fungus doesn't like hot things or like, you know, that sort of a, you know, makes sense. It's a plant. It's a fungus, actually. It's a fungus. (laughs) (sighs) I wasn't going to say anything, but, but if I get, if I get shit from Justin about saying electrocuted. (laughs) And shit from Cairo about saying kabuki mask. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> just wait until um, I splash water on you until you've drowned. It's the same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can we drown? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think. So I think as you're looking around, you're like, okay. So obviously, like the fungus doesn't like hot things or fire or things like that. There isn't, you know, like a bomb nearby, but there is, you know, like a bunch of computers. Uh, that have obviously got some electricity from somewhere, and that you know could lead to some flems. Noted. This I don't know makes any sense in the situation, but I'm going to ask it because why not? Here is the most vulnerable to me. Ooh, <laughs> this whole situation we've gotten here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think as you are surveying the options. There's your ex, Killian. There's his new date, Becky M. There's Drew. There's Gray. There's Diego, and there's a villain. Whatever. Who cares about that? Um, I think maybe the person who's the most vulnerable to you is Killian. I think he is sort of standing back from the rest of the group. You've all sort of like formed up because you know you're a team, and Becky M is there too. Um, so like Diego is kind of in like a defensive stance. Becky M is, you know, she's like reaching up to sort of like be like, Oh, are you okay up there, Eden? Um you know, Drew is is assessing the situation and also literally supporting you. And and Gray is in front of you all, you know, battling the the fungus. But Killian is sort of like standing back, um, clenching and unclenching his fists, uh, and uh looking around He's, he looks like he's calculating something. Um, like it looks like he's got he's got math problems going on behind his head, um, and you're not exactly sure why. Uh, but he. Okay. That that's my assess the situation. I don't know if anyone else has anything they want to do. Yeah. So I think as um, as you know, Drew and Eden have been assessing the situation. As Gray has sort of been um, feeling the adrenaline rush of of doing a thing, being the leader. Yes, I've done it. Aha. Um, I think Professor Pirate is going to 
she's gonna like lean ahead on her hand um and make a little motion with her other hand and some of her fungus sort of like slithers away from you and goes straight up the walls and then you hear a big like clunk above you oh my god yeah and as you look up um again like the ceiling has sort of like Basically, you're looking up into the room that you were in originally. There's the the spikes in the ceiling have sort of like um, opened up, and from above that, being lowered slowly, is a girl dressed like Anthem that some of you know is Taylor slash Swift, um, <laughs> and she's like tied to a chair um, and like struggling against it. Oh, and she's like not gonna be happy about that. And like, what the fuck is this? Sick shit. What the? F- Let me go. Ah. Um, I'm gonna turn to Eden. Be like, you, you good? Um, she's gonna like give a not super convincing nod and and let go of him. Uh, <laughs> he he's gonna he's gonna be like uh. Do you want to go beat her up? Um, Eden just nods again. Uh, cool. Hop on. And he motions for you to jump back on his back. And then he is going to spend one of his hold to cross the distance between himself and Professor Pirate. Um, Ooh, awesome. With his before he gets started hold. Uh, taking uh, Moonflower with him. As um, he's going to, like, yeah, take off at a dead run and vault off of Diego and, uh, like, take advantage of the swath that Gray's been cutting through the fungus tendrils and get the two of them to within striking distance of Professor Pirate and whatever she's got up her sleeves. Is it okay? Yeah, amazing. Diego has, like, joined gray in fighting the fungus i think gray would hate it but i think it's something yeah might do yeah for sure his um do you think he's he's got his he's got his rage on like his horns kind of like started popping out of his head and he's how does diego fight does he just punch it yeah i think it's very physical and primal the way he fights i haven't ever talked about it on the actual podcast but diego has a villain identity pitbull um he is the son of a rich uh spanish shipping family and he at a certain point allowed dr prime evil to do some modifications to him and he now is infused with bovine and generally canine uh, DNA and attributes. So I think because he's kind of focused on protecting people he cares about and he's not angry right now, his horns haven't emerged and he hasn't lost sense of himself. He's more in canine mode where he is taking things out physically and kind of brutally, maybe using a bit of his teeth, but he's not he's not bull mode. He still has his cognition. 
Yeah, awesome. I think like yeah, Drew like vaults over him as he's sort of like um crouched out and like, you know, hitting away some of this fungus and stuff. Protect the uh, and Yeah, and then uh yeah, Drew and Eden, you kinda like land in front of Professor Pirate and so, she kinda like cocks an eyebrow at you. Um Eden is going to So Drew's costume has like a belt instead of like as the bandolier, right? Yep. She is Eden's going to unhook the belt bandolier. Um and she is going to in a, partially in an effort to win the fight and also in an effort to touch the ground as little as possible, just immediately fling herself from like Drew onto Professor Pirate with this belt that she has taken. And she is going to kind of like hook it around. Professor Pirate's neck. Ooh, cool. So, directly engaging a threat, perhaps? Yes. Heck yeah. I do have a move, since I have the angry condition marked, um, where when I directly engage a threat while angry, I am venting frustration and I can roll plus the label my mentor denies. That is superior. um, And clear angry. Yeah, nice. So that is a seven. So on a seven to nine, I resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for my allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I normally like to resist or avoid blows, but I think Eden's like so one track minded right now that she isn't like she is just throwing herself into this situation. And I think instead, I am going to create an opportunity for my allies. Awesome. Uh, so, what does it look like? Where do you land on her as you you do hit with this? Um, with this, yeah, yeah. I th- I think she. I do think her feet hit the ground, the floor for a moment, and she just kind of vaults herself up and behind Professor Pirate, so that she's behind her and kind of just jumps on. This is, I guess, her thing to that. She just kind of jumps on her back instead. <clears throat> And is just using this belt to to kind of try and cut off her air. Great move by Eden. Uh, until she realizes when she gets behind Professor Pirate, she kind of like gets onto her back, realizes that her entire back is covered in this fungus. Oh no! Um, oh no! And- <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is where it's all been coming from. So what did you say you created an opportunity for your allies? Uh-huh. Yeah. What what opportunity would you like to create before I make you get something? <laughs> um, I mean, Drew is right there. I, I like I think the most obvious is that like he kind of has an opportunity. She's a little preoccupied. He can punch her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so as your your knees are in this fungus, you've got the belt around her neck, and as the air supply is being cut off for her, the fungus on her back kind of like lashes out at you. So it grows, and it it try it it, it like. I'm so sorry, Kyra. <laughs> it um. <laughs> it pushes you. <laughs> so sorry. You're kind of sighing in the background. 
why did you go on her back? Um, it like pushes you off her back, um, but in a way where it's it it's on top of you. So you Eden is now kind of like trapped under this fungus on the ground. Um, uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, I'm going to spend another one of my hold and redirect one of Professor Pirate's attacks to another character or nowhere. And uh, so, yeah, Drew has kind of like this opportunity. So he's going to start like throwing punches and like helping Eden as best as he can. And then when he sees this, he's just going to um like spin Professor Pirate off balance so that like while she's trying to push Eden off of her instead, like she pushes off of the wall it like knocks herself off balance with her her fungus and then is just like right back into just beating her <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweet um oh okay i have a couple of options of what i could do to you here um <laughs> for, for what it's worth i think eden is like she didn't like take a powerful blow in the typical sense but i think she saw where that interaction was going and i think it's like shell shocked her a little bit like i think she is still just kind of on the ground like panicking yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty fair (laughs) uh so as she's sort of like it's like on the ground the, the fungus is sort of like um it's around her but it's not on top of her um Professor Pirate has been spun around and her fungus has kind of like shot off because it didn't have anything to um like to hit um it's shot off with like too much force and it makes this crash as it hits the side of the like as it hits the wall which is the wall of the submarine um and it's going to trigger the custom move that i made which i didn't think i was going to end up having to use because none of you guys have like big explosive powers but here we go um because they didn't actually try to cut through the ship (laughs) yeah exactly um so drew i'm uh, gonna use this custom move and you're gonna be the one who's rolling it. Uh, it's okay. called Sync Me. So when you find yourself at risk of compromising the integrity of the submarine uh, of its hull, which you have because you've just like, mm-hmm. you directly made Professor Pirate hit the hull really hard. Um, roll plus danger. On a hit, catastrophe is averted and on a 10 plus you get to choose some stuff. And on a miss, mm. the hull is compromised. So roll plus danger for me and we'll see what happens. Awesome. So I get to roll minus danger because it is negative one. Oh, good. This is a good move for you. Woo! Two plus six minus one is seven. Seven. <laughs> All right. Woo! Does anybody want to add team to make this a 10 plus or? If Becky is yeah, willing to contribute, we'd have to. <laughs> We need either a selfish team or a Becky team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Killian and Diego can also use team. Diego might. Would Killian? Not the Killian would. Yeah. Would you rather everything would. sink to the bottom of the ocean by this point in the night? Maybe. <laughs> Sound a bad night. I don't know how vindictive he is. That's just you know postulating. Maybe. <laughs> you don't have to. I just wanted to check before I read out the options because they're long. This is directly engage. Uh, no, this is my custom move. Okay, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I can post it in the chat if you guys want to see what it is. Um, is it oh something God. that we would really want to get it up to a? Yeah, can we bit? see what it is before we decide? 
On a seven to nine, choose one. Uh, that hull is harder than it looks. You hurt yourself instead of it, mark a condition, or the hull is weakened. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem as long as it doesn't take more blows like that. Shift your danger down and another label of your choice up. So that's where it's sitting at the moment. On a 10 plus, you do stuff like get an opportunity against Professor Pirate or you get or she has to mark a condition. I s- I'm fine leaving it as as what it is for the moment. I think it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Um, Yeah, so Drew, uh, which one would you like to choose? Man, well, I don't really want to shift my danger down anymore. Uh, Yeah, so I think Drew is angry at this point. Yeah, yep, he's angry because he's had just about enough of this at this point. So yeah, I think what happens is um, Professor Pirate's fungus kind of like shoots off, hits the hull, makes this big kind of clanging noise. Uh, and because the hull is so hard, um, the fungus like runs into it and then the inertia has nowhere to go. So Professor Pirate gets launched into you. And nice. that's why you have to mark a condition. So she kind of like falls into you and then you get angry. Excellent. Awesome. That was fun. Yay, custom move. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> awesome. Pretty sweet. Gray, what are you up to? That's a good question. Gray has been fending off this fungus mm-hmm. with Diego. Hmm. They make such a good team. <laughs> He's a bulldog. I get it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Never you mind. You just... Good job. Good job, Michael. I mean, like, I, I went knew. real basic with it. <laughs> well, like, like, I, I, like, I knew the pit bull thing with, like, the, but I forgot about the, the actual bull part as well. And sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Everybody, round of applause for he Michael. Has the name, like, the powers of a dog and a bull, canine and bovine, given to him by Dr. Primeval. He's Dr. Primeval is literal, and yes. when he found out that Diego's moniker as kind of an enforcer for his family and a, kind of a rich kid thug sort of thing who's softer than he seems, and his nickname was Pitbull, he injected him with canine and bovine DNA to <laughs> see what would happen. And this is the result. This Mr. Prime <laughs> is an individual and he makes choices. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> he realizes exactly what he needs to do. And in his just belligerent like state, he's like, how dare you mess with my beer pong partner? And he <laughs> is yes. just launching yes. Techno Katana at whatever is securing Taylor Barker's yes. chair. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there, Justin. I think if Swift does not, if if Taylor does not already have influence over you, perhaps she should. <laughs> that is fair. Um, Taylor Barker, <laughs> a.k.a. Swift, now has influence over Grayson St. James, the vice. Wonderful. Awesome. So would you describe this as maybe unleashing your powers oh. or defending? I feel like it's a defend because yeah. it's it's yeah. trying to trying to get yeah, whiffed gonna... free. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. 
I was going to say that makes the most sense to me. Roll your your plus your save, yo. Please. That's an eight. A five plus four minus a one because my, my savior was dropped earlier this episode. Professor Pirate can't catch a break. <laughs> we are actually like rolling tonight. <laughs> We're doing it, guys. We're a team. Uh, alrighty. So, yeah, uh, None describe of us are to on me. The same team. <laughs> Three different teams. <laughs> Vindicators, Heartbreakers, and Midnighters are represented tonight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, on a seven to nine, it costs you. So, you expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. I think as he launches his only weapon and has none of his other hero gear, he is here as Grace and St. James as a secret identity, not the Vice. He is more exposed to danger without his only form of weapon, even if he was wielding mm-hmm. it badly. Yep. Uh, and then you get to uh, choose one, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I do have one condition, but I think it's juicier that in this moment that... Not only does Gray realize that he wants to protect Swift, that Taylor's probably a little bit touched. That yeah, I was gonna say yeah, they're protecting her, and yeah, I'll take influence over Swift. Cute, That's awesome. God, Ryan is gonna be so pissed. Um, <laughs> exes were here. Friends were made with exes of people who weren't here. <laughs> Um, sweet. So you throw your techno katana up and it slices the rope that was like holding Swift, like dangling in the air. Um, and she's just like, Whoa! Um, as she falls. I'm sorry, what something, was like, she like? Whoa! Um, one more time. I'm gonna... <laughs> sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Drew is KO'd. Um, <laughs> Drew dies. I'm sick. You're not allowed to make fun of me. Um, I'm also the GM, so you're also not allowed to make fun of me. Uh, so she she falls. She's like making a funny scream. She um the she like lands on um some of the fungus and like it. The fungus is not happy about that. Um, the chair breaks out from under her, and her tied hands and um, feet kind of come free and she just like stands up uh, with like this smile on her face like yeah sweet uh, and then she is Swift the kind of person who would try to not use her powers or would she use her powers well you're the GM I will say since Swift is a character I initially created she's not that smart Mm. I she's not that good at a secret identity (laughs) when i I played her but she's in your hands now this is just obviously third party perspective i would posit that she's a legacy a third generation legacy from the first people who like from rapid so maybe she doesn't feel the need to conceal her identity she's kind of has an established base in the city yeah she's like i'm above the law um (laughs) <laughs> of needing to keep a a superhero identity. Yeah, so I think she kind of like she kind of like gets up, brushes herself off, like throws away some of the fungus that got on her and then just like runs in a blur at um Drew and Professor Pirate. Who's going to catch her or her loved ones? 
they're the fastest people that exist. <laughs> True. Somehow, Professor Pirate did get her into that chair, but now that she's free, ooh, baby. Um, ooh. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I uh, as, as a uh, close uh, co-worker and colleague of Swift's, I realize how vindictive uh, she can be, and I would like to use this opportunity to spend my last hold from before we get started to stun Professor Pirate. <laughs> and just, like, like everyone's looking at Swift, and I'm just gonna like turn and just like clock Professor Pirate across the jaw so Swift can just come in and just go to town <laughs> and just vent. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um yeah, sweet. So you just like punch her in the face. And she's stunned. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she like reels back from this. Some would say she's getting schooled by these young people. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Swift is sort of like in there with how does Swift fight? Does she just punch really fast? Sure. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> she fights like someone with super speed. I don't know. She's, she's running. She's punches. She, she has been known to like she can. Just run up to you and then hit you with her fist in very rapid su- succession. She mm-hmm. has been known to just like body slam people, not infrequently. Ooh, that's better. Let's body slam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think she body slams Professor Pirate and then Professor Pirate kind of like lands next to Eden. Mm. Um, so that then Eden can tell us what she's going to do. <laughs> um, cry. <laughs> she might actually be crying um first time on panel Eden tears it's happening yeah no Eden's just crying oh Eden my girl um she's kind of still got a hold on this belt like she wants to try and think of something to do with it but she's just like she's not doing hot right now yeah that's really fair it's been like a really tough night there's a lot of fungus around you so much fungus um i think as swift sort of like you know body slams professor pirate all of the fungus starts to um like shrink away from everywhere it's like going back into professor pirate so sorry eden you feel it um underneath you as it is like because you're kind of on top of someone and it like leaves you um and it starts to sort of like wrap around the professor in like a fungus cocoon drew do you have anything to uh eden's crying swift is punching this fungus cocoon um yeah Drew is not entirely sure how to respond to the situation. Uh, we can come back to Drew if you would prefer. Yeah, we could come back to Drew, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, Gray, did you want to do anything? That leaves me. Um, I, I can also make Professor Pirate do something if you want. Or Becky. Becky M could jump in there. <laughs> well, Get him, Becky. there's no discernible way out of where we are at the moment, correct? We just have a cocooned professor? Yeah. 
where did Techno Katana end up? Uh, so I think, let's see, Techno Katana, I think, has ended up kind of where the broken chair that Swift was in is, which is sort of um, halfway between like you, it's like in the center. So there's like you and Diego and then like Killian's behind you still just like, you know, being a bitch. Um, in the middle is like the broken chair and the katana. And then on the other side of that is like Drew, um, Professor Pirate's cocoon and Swift punching it and uh eden lying on the ground crying and then like next to them is like you know all of the computer screens and stuff that professor pirate was on before well lacking any other effective way to do anything in the scenario as he has none of his utility belt items gray is going to try to front handspring through gaps in the fungus to where he can grab the katana Trying to avoid. Oh yeah. What? You Un- know? Unleash, those, unleash those powers, baby. Hopeless. I am hopeless. Ooh. It's an eight. Okay. It becomes a six. Does it stay a six? That is the question. Now, if Drew doesn't want to, it would be kind of funny if Diego helped. Just putting it out there. But whatever you guys would prefer. That could be spicy. I'll leave it up to Michael. It would definitely be spicy. I think, like, Drew would help, but he's kind of distracted and not very decisive at the moment. There's a crying girl in front of him. There's a crying girl that he likes and also respects as one of the most badass fighters that he knows. And... She is very upset, and he doesn't know how to deal with that. Even without all that, Eden crying is a little confusing. <laughs> right. I was about to say, like, if anything, Eden is, like, not that she's not human, but the least likely to exhibit this, like, no reaction from toddler clowns, multiple dead relative <laughs> people, like, her teammates almost dying. She's been pretty, eh, I'm fine with this, from everything from that to the Wild, so... Her crying is I decided like when monumental. I, yeah, I decided when I made her that she was going to have one, exactly one fear that was like this very weird random thing and not really be phased by much else. And uh, maybe we hit the, 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 the thing. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Happy no, Halloween. So, so we need two team to make this a full hit, right? No, it is at six. a six. So it just needs one oh, team to be a hit. <laughs> Okay. I think I, Diego will help. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's funny. Um, I don't know how, but it's funny. <laughs> um, so what are you doing like a handspring? Yeah. Uh, so he's doing a very Batkid-esque front handspring through this. And maybe just as he goes to do so, like he's picked out spots where the fungus won't be able to get him but this fungus can't extend and he doesn't factor that and diego just rips into any fungus reaching out towards him with his teeth and his you know slightly extended not crazy like claws that have grown out of his nails and yeah yeah shreds him his He's a good boy. His blue body paint and his fairy wings still intact 
<laughs> his dollar store antlers have hit the floor at this point with all the obligatory shaking he does anytime he gets anything in his jaws. Yeah, awesome. So I think as uh as you kind of like land and you pick up the katana again, the fungus is all sort of like, yeah, it's it's disappearing. It's going back into Professor Pirate and it's nearly all gone. And there's like w- one bit of it that sort of like um jumps up onto the desk and like trails backwards. Um it hits some kind of button up there. Uh and like a big siren start going, woo, woo, woo. Um and you all are sort of like jolted as the whole submarine starts to uh, move up. Drew's going to like crouch down next to Eden and kind of like reach out to like touch her on the shoulder and then kind of hesitate. So be like, hey, it's, it's it's okay. We we got her. We're going to get out. We're It's all going to be all right. It's over. That sounds like comfort and, and support to me. Comfort and support <laughs> in his awkward way. Um, let me roll plus my zero mundane. It's Becky's time to shine. Becky. <sighs> oh no! Oh wait! Oh, whew. okay. I am okay. Okay. So there's a three and a six minus two because I'm angry. Uh, for a seven. Oh, okay, cool. Don't even need Becky. <laughs> uh, cool. So uh, on a hit, uh, they hear you. They mark potential, clear a condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. Uh, so what is Eden's response to this? Okay, let me. We don't do a lot of comforting and supporting. I need to look at the. <laughs> the <laughs> so, like, I, like I think Eden's been having like a full-on panic attack so she is like still kind of got some tears on her face and like like you can see she's like kind of visibly shaking but she (laughs) you, you, you see her just kind of take like a deep breath and say the submarine is going up like just kind of like Reaffirming, like, yeah, th- this is, we're getting out of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're ascending. We're, we're getting out of here. Yeah. I think she's just like trying to get her breathing back under control, mostly. Yeah. I mean, I think just like the fact that she is like the, 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 the mask of the stoic and fearless moonflower has has slipped and i think that in itself is enough for him to like be like okay for her to like you know be opening up i guess for the the purpose that, that feels pretty open for eden yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah so which did you want to do uh mark potential clear condition or shift labels as much as i would like to clear insecure <laughs> or <laughs> mark potential <laughs> I feel like narratively it makes the most sense to let well no no I'd shift my own labels. Yeah. Okay. We really don't comfort and support very often. This process <laughs> is very unfamiliar to me. <laughs> okay. We usually just fail it. <laughs> and then it's Michael's problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do think I'm going to shift my labels, and I think I'm going to shift 
danger down because she's not feeling very dangerous right now. But she sits on the floor crying. And I think I might up her freak just because she is on the floor crying and that feels a not super like a normal person thing to do. Mm-hmm. Unless you guys w- need, want any more things to do any more things, I'm going to describe some stuff. Yeah. Speak now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so get ready for some description, um, by the way. Uh, so basically what happens is you're um, some panels of, you know, Drew is kind of like kneeling next to Eden, comforting, supporting her. Um, Gray's got his katana back, his quote unquote, his um, katana back and is um, sort of like still kind of like looking around to make sure there's no more fungus that needs, you know, beaten up. Um, Diego sort of like, as the fungus is kind of like, you know, disappearing, um, Diego sort of like stands up straighter um, and kind of like gives Gray like a furtive little like look. Um, Becky M uh, has grabbed Killian's arm and is like, oh my God, we did it. Um <laughs> Killian is like has his arms crossed and is just like glaring at everyone. And Swift is sort of like I think Swift is just sitting on top of the Professor Pirate cocoon. <laughs> she kind of got she kind of got bored of punching it so she's just like sitting on it. Um and the submarine kind of like emerges from the water and we see um the hatch pop open. Um and all of you kind of climb out and I think there in the distance is the yacht, um, but like sort of around you, closer is uh, a farsec kind of a you know thing. Uh, as you were sort of ascending, you know, Swift and Drew's uh, communicators started working again, and they got in contact with farsec to let them know what was happening. And so there's like some heli choppers and stuff chilling around there waiting for you to as you sort of like climb out of the submarine and look out at the the yacht in the distance and you know all of paragon bay is 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 kind of quiet and still as you yeah get to have your final sort of debriefs or or you know where are you gonna gonna go after this or yeah what are you what are you doing as you emerge let's do gray first let's go all right so gray is gonna give some space to drew and eden because he believes that they had a moment and he already had his moment with drew earlier he's going to go up to swift hey i really appreciate the backup i don't really know what circles you run in but i'll have your back if you ever need it just and he pans his card Gray runs part of the St. James charity organization. And while it has technically been very corrupt and funneled money in the wrong directions, with his involvement, he is trying to actually redirect it to the places it can do some good. And that is the business card that he hands over to Swift and says, I got to return some things before, before they're missed. But um, yeah, I'll be around. And he turns to go if she has nothing else for him. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think Swift has got um, 
the professor pirate cocoon, like oh, swung over her shoulder. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she like takes the card. Yeah. I was going to ask whether this was gray celebrating a victory. Ooh. I think so. Uh, yeah. But the scion asks them if you have earned their respect. If you have, take influence over them and mark potential. If you have not, give them influence. Kind of reaching out and making this connection is Gray in a meta sense trying to ask for Swift's approval and their respect. Yeah, and I I definitely think you've earned her respect tonight. You guys smashed it, Beer Pong. You saved her from, you know, being dangling. Um, yeah. All she right. thinks you're sweet. I'm definitely going to mark potential. I don't think there's any sense in shifting labels of a current uh, NPC, but uh, no, yeah. <laughs> definitely going to take that opportunity to mark some potential, that potential off of that. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, so you sort of like have that little moment with Swift, um, sort of like hop off the submarine onto I the... I just catch a farsec, one of those inflatable rafts. I just yeah. <laughs> kind of authoritatively like like a younger guy who doesn't really seem like sure of himself is like hey get me out of here man it's been a night and he just like yeah takes me off <laughs> off off into the off into the night um sweet so uh becky m and killian and diego are still there if uh drew or eden want to do anything with them or just have a moment together whatever you guys want or a moment alone you don't have to be together <laughs> <laughs> Drew could just comfort you and then you could just leave if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think as they're now out of the submarine, <laughs> um, I think Eden is still like, like she's composed herself to where she's not crying anymore. She's not really shaking anymore. She is still just like kind of hugging herself and like a little more shrunk into herself than we're used to seeing. And if she has kind of this like quiet moment with, Drew, she's going to say, sorry, I don't know what that was about. I knew that I didn't like mushrooms. I I didn't think it was that bad, and I, I don't know what happened. I mean, it's, it's all right. It's not your fault. Well, I guess just thanks. Yeah, of course. And also, if you keep being nice to me, I'm going to have to stop calling you bird brain, so. Well, we'd uh, hate to have that happen. Yeah. And I, I think she's going to kind of start walking away and then turn around and kind of throw herself into, like, this very awkward hug that doesn't last very long before she like kind of lets like lets lets go and kind of starts walking away again drew maybe has time to get like a, a one arm squeeze in before he realizes like what's happening <laughs> and it's like <laughs> um and yeah i think he's just gonna i don't think he says anything it's just gonna he might her. still be a little off guard. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's off doing guard. so many unexpected things tonight. He's, he's he's a little off guard and uh, still has to get debriefed by his far sex superiors. And 
And yeah. Eden kind of suspects that Farsak is going to want to talk to her, and mm-hmm. she does not. I mean, she she's there as a civilian, so they can't do anything to her, but she really wants to go take a shower, not talk to Farsak. So I think she's <laughs> going to, like, very conveniently slip slip away before they can ask her about her experience. I feel like, um, uh, you can change this if you don't want it, but I feel like what's happened is, uh, some of the Farsak people, they've brought a boat over and they've gotten out and they're talking to Becky and Killian and Diego and Eden just like jumps into the boat that they left unattended and takes it. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, Becky is telling the whole story and getting it all incredibly right by the way, um, Killian is glaring at uh, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's glaring at Drew um, because he's not listening to Becky. He's just been like watching Drew and Eden. Diego is kind of like uncomfortably shifting away from everyone and trying to be like watching Moonflower steal a boat and being like, damn, why didn't I think of that? Um, and Swift uh, has like you know put Professor Pirate's cocoon down and like just comes over and like um, looks at Drew as they're. I feel like they're both watching Eden drive away in this stolen boat. Well, uh, is the usual usually the part where you tell me off for breaking protocol? I mean, I was gonna tell you off for your terrible taste in women, but I could do that as well if, if you would prefer. Yeah, no, um, I prefer the protocol, thanks. Yeah, that's great. Okay, we can do that. Uh, and then, yeah, big wide shot of Eden in her boat going one direction, Grey in his boat going the other direction, and Drew and Swift standing in front of all the other civilians and people on the submarine. And I think that's going to be where we end our comic. Wonderworld Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brennan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Shrike is played by Michael Dunham, who can be found on his Twitter at Galvanic Man. The Vice is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on his Twitter at ww comics stitch wonderworld comics is produced by michael dunham and it is edited by michael dunham and justin reed the music is from dvorak symphony number nine do you have questions or comments you can get a hold of us on twitter at ww comics podcast or send us an email at ww comics podcast at gmail.com